more nervous in this room than anywhere else. Turn your radio right now. Do you know how to pop that coochie for a good one? There you go. It's the world's most dangerous one to show. Got the cameras on mother. Good morning, Angela Yee. Hey, good morning, DJ Envy. Charlemagne the God. Peace to the planet. It's Monday. Yes, it's Monday. Back to the work week. Yes, sir. Hopefully everybody had a great weekend. How was your weekend, Yeezy? It was great. I was in Charlotte, North Carolina. I was in Charlotte, and I was in North Carolina. I was in Greensboro, though. Oh, yeah, I was in Charlotte from Thursday until Saturday at a couple of events. One was State Farm and Essence Magazine, Women Let's Win, which was really, really dope. I had a great time with that. And then the other one was a woman's... uh, it was a brunch that I was on the panel for with some incredible women. So it was a nice, uh, empowering, beautiful weekend in Charlotte. Okay, yeah, I was out in Greensboro. Shout out to Winston-Salem. This is my uh, homecoming tour. This is when I hit all the homecomings this weekend. I'm at uh, Howard, Hampton, and Birmingham. So this is when I run through the cities and, and run through the colleges and, and have a lot of fun. So this is my, my homecoming tour. And also, shout out to everybody. I, I did a real estate class. This is like my fourth one. Teaching people how to get into real estate. Teaching them what to do, where to look for real estate. Uh, teaching them how to find the properties, where to get loans. So we had a great conversation. I actually bought uh, lenders, people who, you know, hard money lenders, who if people's credit is a little messed up, how they can get money from people. Uh, I brought conventional lenders. I brought uh, attorneys. It was a great turnout. So shout out to everybody that came out to our real estate class. Uh, I mean, we over oversold trying to get people in the door. Uh, but it was fun. We're going to have another one soon, and hopefully people got a lot of education and, and will start investing in their own. So shout out to everybody that came out. What about you, Charlemagne? Oh, y'all had much more eventful weekends than me. You know, the only thing I try to do nowadays is uh, get some sleep. But then, you know, you have sleepless remorse because I got the newborn in the house. So the newborn is like three weeks old. So it's like the wife has to get up every two and a half hours to feed the baby, and mm-hmm. the wife tries to sleep when the baby is sleeping. So it's like, if you just laying there and you getting your snooze on while your wife is having to be up at 2, 3 in the morning breastfeeding, that'll make you feel away. Absolutely. Like sometimes you just got to sit up and just sit up in the bed and act like you're there and act like you're attentive. That's when you start asking dumb questions because the blood's not really flowing to your brain. So you ask stupid questions like, how do you know when the baby's finished eating? <laughs> You know what I'm saying? Did you really ask that? Yes, I did. I had nothing, I couldn't think of nothing else to say. It's your third child. You, you, you should know that. It never, gets any, it never gets any easier, by the way. It does. And as a father, you never truly know how to hold the baby. Okay? This and is, he's like, I know how to hold yeah, the baby. Yeah, I got five. I definitely know how to hold Congratulations. the baby. Congratulations. I be sitting there holding the baby in my arms, and I'm like, I still don't I still don't necessarily get it because I f- always feel like I'm hurting the baby in some uh, way, uh, shape, or form. Now I'm five and I got it. I mean, the, the, the best thing about a newborn is when you start giving the baby cereal because that's when instead of feeding the baby every two hours, it goes to like every four well, hours. that's not a newborn anymore, sir. That's like what, a, a month and a half old? <laughs> <laughs> no, man. Yeah, cereal? Yeah, you start getting cereal. got to be like at least three months. Come on now. I think like two months. Cereal? Yeah. No way. Give a little Jose. cereal. Cereal, we might, be t- we might be totally off. I think cereal's a little more than like, more than like six months. 
Nah. Yeah, because cereals. I ain't, done, sitting, I ain't done it in two years. I, got, I don't know. Yeah, cereals when they sitting up in the the, the little little chair. No, they're not. I'm you not. Sure? Th- I'm talking about the cereal in the milk. When you put the cereal in the Let milk and you shake this. up the milk like and that. you put it in the bottle. We definitely sound. Oh, in the bottle. Oh, yeah, it's okay, the bottle okay, cereal. Got you, got you, like got you, got you, six, got you. seven weeks, eight weeks. Oh no, we breastfeeding for at least a year though. Oh, all right. I'm saving all that bread for at least a year. I ain't mad at you. You gonna get that natural neck? Thank God you guys are moms. You gonna get that? That's all I have to say. You gonna get that natural nectar for at least a year? I ain't mad at you. Okay. Uh-huh. All right. Well, today on the show, we have nephew Tommy and Will Packer joining us. Now, Will Packer, you know, film producer. He produced Think Like a Man. He's a black Hollywood gatekeeper. Girls trip. All right. And more. So we Breaking kick in. He did a lot of movies. He did a lot of movies. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he keeps so we people in, in and he keeps people out. Yeah, they have a new right. show on the OWN Network called, uh, what is it called? Ready to Love. So we'll kick it with him in a little bit. And we got front page news. What are we talking about, Ye? Uh, we are going to talk about, of course, are y'all playing the Powerball? Yes. Because that, listen, the Powerball and the Mega Millions combined is huge. $2 billion, and there's still no winner. All right. We'll get into all that when we come back. Keep it locked. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. Morning, everybody. It's DJ MV Angela Yee, Charlemagne the God. We are The Breakfast Club. Let's get into some front page news. Now, in sports, the Chargers beat the Titans 2019. The Patriots beat the Bears 38-31. The Colts beat the Bills 37-5. Texans beat the Jaguars 27. The Lions beat the Dolphins 32-21. Vikings beat the Jets 37-17. The Panthers beat the Eagles 21-17. The Buccaneers beat the Browns in overtime 26-23. New Orleans beat the Ravens 24-23. Rams beat the 49ers 39-10. And the Redskins beat the Cowboys 22-17. Who's watching football, okay? I'm not a sellout. I don't watch no NFL. Your team lost. Okay, I'm with Cap. And tonight, my Giants take on the Falcons in Atlanta. And the World Series begins Tuesday. The Dodgers versus the Boston Reds. Red Sox. Did you guys see the fight over the weekend? Which one? At the Lakers game? Yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, Rondo versus Chris Paul. What did you think? I'm just curious. So he spit on him or something? No, he didn't. Uh, yeah, spit I'm just on asking him. what it happened. It was accidental. Like, you can tell it was an accidental spitting. Like, come on. He didn't, like, cock back a loogie and, and spit in your face. He was having a conversation, and the spit came out their mouth. And it was an argument. They were arguing. So right. in, the, in the midst of that argument, some mist came out of his mouth. Right. That's all. It wasn't a real intentional spitting. It wasn't a... But it was a... No. A little spit, spit. I still don't understand how Brandon Ingram gets suspended more games than everybody. He should, because he came running back from. He came so running back what? to swing. So had what? nothing to do with Rondo him. He didn't Cole, know what was going Rondo on. Rondo Cole clocked Chris Paul dead in his jaw. He should have got four games. Because he poked him in the forehead. So what? Now let's talk about these lottery. All right, the Powerball and the Mega Millions. Have you guys played? Yes. I saw people mad that people that have a lot of money, like Floyd Mayweather, bought twenty thousand dollars worth of tickets. Well, there's still no winner, right? So the combined jackpot is about two point two billion dollars. Mm. So you still have the opportunity to win. So you guys got to make sure y'all go across the street and play the Powerball and the Mega Millions. Absolutely. Well, listen, hope, hope sells more than dope. That's what America's all about. America's all about the buying and selling the dreams. We are buying into a dream right now. We are we are buying hope like it's dope. And I'm buying. Too. Somebody going to win at some point. All right, now there's a viral video that everybody's talking about. If you guys saw this, a police officer hit a 14-year-old girl during an arrest. Didn't just hit her, but was punching her. Yeah, it was really punching her. The issue, girl though. was being held down by two officers, and the male officer hit the girl in the side twice as he was holding her shorts. Now, someone in the video is yelling, why are you hitting her? She can't do that. Her hands are underneath her. The F you hitting her for. This all happened, and the police department in Coral Springs actually put up a statement. They said officers were called to the mall by security about unruly teens who had been harassing patrons and causing a disturbance. Mm -hmm. They said one mother said that her five-year-old child was shoved to the ground by one of the teens. In addition, mall security indicated one of the female teens was seen striking another teenager. 
The officers did issue a trespass warning and barred the teens from the mall. Then they said officers attempted to take this young girl into custody. That's when she started to fight and resist arrest. Due to her stature and aggressive behavior, officers took her to the ground, attempting to get her to release her fists. As seen in the video, she resisted arrest, and in order to have her to comply, she was struck in the side to release her clenched fists. She was then handcuffed, and that's when they said she put they put her in the patrol car, and she violently kicked one of the officers. Well, even if the young girls was doing everything you said they were doing, you're asking too much of me as a father to sit back and watch that. Like, you think as a father, I'm supposed to sit there and just let you beat on my 14-year-old? And how come police officers don't treat... Uh, uh, those situations like doctors, so to speak. Like like male doctors don't necessarily uh, mess with the female patients, right? Yeah, because there was a female, female officer there. It was a male and a female, but the male officer was the one punching Yeah, like, like you let the female police officer handle that. If that was the female police officer, I probably wouldn't feel away as much as I do. Right. I, I still feel away, but... I do know. understand if she had a weapon or she was swinging, but not, not, not in that situation. man. You punching a 14-year-old girl Well, the, the thing is like that she was really on the ground yeah, she was on the ground, not was, in that situation. She couldn't even move. Not at all. You're asking too much of a father. You're asking too much of an uncle. You're asking too much of a big brother. Absolutely. To sit by and just watch that. Just to make sure y'all know, 107,000 people in Georgia have lost their right to vote simply for not voting in past elections. So that's the use it or lose it policy that they are trying to make people ineligible to vote. So I'm just giving you all the heads up about what's happening. Well, if voting don't matter, they sure be trying to stop it like it does. Mm. Mm-hmm. All right. Now, last front page news. Get it off your chest. 800-585-1051. If you're upset, you need to vent. Hit us up right now. Maybe you had a bad weekend or a great weekend. Tell us why you're blessed. Either or phone lines are wide open. The number again is 800-585-1051. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Wake up, wake up. Wake your ass. This is your time to get it off your chest. Whether you're mad or blessed, we want to hear from you on The Breakfast Club. All right, well. Let's open up the phone lines, 800-585-1051. And we have to say good morning to our newest family member we in got it, we got a new, PA. We got, we got new members of the club. That's right. Uh, shout to Wemo, 100.1 and 107.3, Pittsburgh's home for hip-hop and R&B. They just joined the family. So good morning, guys. Y'all want to clues bombs for Pittsburgh. You know what I'm saying? Rest in peace to Mac Miller. Mm-hmm. And I just want the Steelers to know that I am a Dallas Cowboy fan. So and- I could give a damn about your goddamn Steelers. Let's start there. There we All go. Right? My name is Charlemagne the God. Greetings. I'm a Giants fan. By the way, all right, but well, let's get into it. Hello, who's this? Hello, this is Aaliyah. Hey, Mama, get it off your chest. Hi, I just wanted to talk about the difference between people in the black community who are ignorant and those who see the ignorance around them. So, you want to talk about the difference between people? and black people? Okay, go. Okay, all right, <laughs> all right. I just wanted to talk about that you only see ignorance from the outside. I think a lot of people get caught up in calling ignorance out. And, and disparaging people for being what they think is ignorant and not educating those people in the ignorance that they think they're in. Okay. Okay, I'm going to tell you something. Uh, Chris Rock has a stand-up special called <laughs> Bring the Pain. It's classic. You should watch it. It's this one part called <laughs> versus Black People. He explains it much better than you just did. Thank you, Mama. She made an effort. Hello, who's this? Yeah, this is Kyle. I, I want to talk about uh, the Georgia law where if you use it, lose a vote. I think that's the dumbest thing I've ever heard, man. Yeah, thank I mean, yes. Yeah, I just, I think, man, it, it, it upsets me. You know what I'm saying? Our ancestors, we, they fought for this. But yeah, I understand that we should vote every time. But, you know, like in the last time, last uh, presidential election, it was a lot of people that just didn't like the two candidates. I mean, you just didn't want to vote. But for them to lose it over something like that, that's I think it's stupid. I just want the record to show that all of those people who sat out the last election, it's y'all fault that uh, you have the current celebrity in chief in the White House. 
Hello, who's this? Yeah, this Fred from Milwaukee, Wisconsin, checking in with you. What's that? What's up, Fred? We ain't hear from you in a long time. Why, why you, you sound so down, Fred? He do sound depressed. Because it's, no, it's, it's good, good morning, Breakfast Club. It's a bittersweet thing. You know, I stopped calling. I used to call it every week and talk about different chicks I'd be trying to smash. Oh, Lord. And brother Envy, you know, no disrespect. You a fly brother. I wish I could have your life, brother. But <laughs> that was weird. And the only thing weird about me is my bank account because I ain't got enough money in it. But Trav called up there talking about sucking and everything is all good. I'm trying to figure out what's going Why on. Why are you comparing that. yourself to Trav, well, Maybe you Fred. might want to try that then if, if, that, if, that's what you, if, if that's what you think will make your life better. Why are you comparing yourself to Trav? Maybe it's just people I'm, in this I'm room saying. who enjoy conversations about sucking more than they do about Fred getting some poom poom. Because Fred ain't never getting no poom poom. I was just calling saying that, you know, like I said, I'm not weird. I just be trying to smash different shit. All I'm trying to say is Trav is actually getting action. You talking about trying to get action. That's, it's that a is, difference. That is you know true. What I mean? Yes, sir. I understand. I love y'all. Y'all have. Oh my god! Oh, come on, don't be depressed now, Fred. You gonna get some poom poom one day, bro. Just be a little less creepy. That's all. Yeah, because you, you're very creepy. Oh my goodness! <laughs> big chocolate. Yo, big chocolate, toe sucker. What's up? It's toe time. How we doing oh my this morning? Gosh. Yeah, yeah, it is not toe time. It's never toe time, sir. Never <laughs> in the history of life has it been toe time. Yes, What's going it is. On? Yes. I want to invite you all to a great Halloween party, and I'm going to do it in my adult cartoon voice. Tell me what you think, okay? Mm. Hey yo, it's crazy called the crackhead. You're all invited to my crack house Halloween party. Please bring some candles because we have no lights in the crack house. And can I take oh, a no. shower with Angela E for an hour? All right. Now see here's. <laughs> the problem. Yeah, Angela, you don't take showers. That's the problem. No, what's right. wrong with you, creepy? Man, you sound creepy, too. Why do I sound so yeah, creepy? Yeah, yeah, creepy? I don't know what like you a... guys are attracting or what the laws of attraction oh, are up here. Yeah, Big Fred the Toe Sucker. What's his name? Who's that? No, Fred's <laughs> from Milwaukee. Fred, uh, Whatever the Toe Sucker name Big is. Big Chocolate. Yeah, it's not like he's hosting a pedophile palace. That's what uh, it sounds like to me. My goodness. Get it off your chest. 800-585-1051. If you need to vent, hit us up now. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. This is your time to get it off your chest, whether you're mad or blessed. So, so you better have the same energy. We want to hear from you on The Breakfast Club. Hello, who's this? Yo, what up? This Austin. Austin, what up? Get it off your chest, bro. Hey, uh, I just want to call and uh, say happy birthday to my son. He eight years old today, little Austin. That's what it is? Oh, Austin, that's yeah. Donnell Rollins' son's name, too. Well, happy Salute birthday, to Austin, him. Happy birthday, Austin. And then uh, I want to give a shout-out to all the people who signed up for my uh, CCW class at uh, OhioSupremeTraining.com, you know what I'm saying? What's a CCW yeah, what class? what is that? CCW classes, so uh, concealed carry, so you can carry your gun. Oh, okay. oh that's what it is. I got mine. Yeah, you should know what it Ohio is. <laughs> I didn't call it Instagram. that though. Okay, all right, and you can carry it in how many states? Like forty some states, right? Yeah, forty for sure. Forty for sure. That's the Utah and the Florida one. Yep, yep. Utah. I'm teaching out of Ohio though, but you know I can teach in all forty states though. I got mine in all forty and New Jersey. Okay, for sure. All right, brother. Yep, thank you. You say you got yours in all forty. All forty states. It's 50 states. Right, but I got mine in 40 to 50 states. Oh. <laughs> to say what? Brian! <laughs> Is that that new math that they changed that to? Hey, nah, nah, nah. What's up, Brian? Get it off your chest. Yeah, man. I took this girl down to the Poconos, the Clove Haven, man, for the weekend. Nice. She, she, she said she don't feel comfortable the first night for me and her to sleep in the same bed. Okay. You know what I did? Because all, your, all the situation that's going on nowadays, I just be like, you know what? I'll be right back. I'm going to go get another room. I take my bag, kindly put it in my car, drove off, left her there. You know what I'm saying? That's so rude. <laughs> when she find out that I left her there, um, she called me, and I said, yo, just call one of your girlfriends, tell them to come up, and y'all could 
enjoy the rest of y'all yeah, stay together. You know what I'm saying? You sound like All you're right. from Brooklyn. Where you yeah, from? Yeah, you sound like you got an attitude because nah. of that. Nah, Where you from? I'm, from I'm, I'm, I'm from the Bronx, but guess what? Guess what? It's funny because a year before, I met one of her friends in Jamaica. You know what I'm saying? And it was easy go down just like that. So I'm spending all this money, and you telling me you don't feel comfortable? I'm just going to leave you there. Goodbye. You know what I'm Listen, saying? she was trying to spend some time with you to see if she would like you enough to do that. Yeah, What's that wrong with that? Kind of foul, bro. That's yeah. real nah, foul. No, no, nah, nah, man. These cats not even taking these girls no, nowhere nowadays. I'm spending all that My money. My brother, just because you spend money on a young lady and it take her somewhere does not mean that you are guaranteed the poom poom, sir. Charlemagne, I'm Jamaican. I need that pumps right once oh I that bread. Oh, my God. You need to catch well, the Well, I say that she made the right move then. Did you at least get one of those rooms with the champagne glass you could take a bath in? Of course. That's what I'm trying to tell you. <laughs> Angeli, yo, can we go down there for the weekend, me and you? Hell no. Because you're definitely going to leave. Yeah, you know you what? Yes, you'll definitely be leaving me. Yeah, let's do it. Let's get a big suite, and then when you leave, I can invite my real boyfriend. Oh, Really? You know I'm Jamaican. Don't do that. You're lame, bro, man. You're real now, lame. Now, I do agree. I would much rather him leave than, right, you know, do something crazy. stupid. Right. You know what I'm saying? But, you know. She Listen, she dodged a bullet. Now, how much an Uber is from the Bronx to the Poconos? It has to be at least 250 Jeesh. Styles. Yo. What's up, bro? Get it off your chest. It hey, was good, man. First of all, I want to say Charlamagne. I love the book, bro. Great book. Which and, one? Uh, the, I don't forgot, man. The last one you. Oh, black privilege. Because my new one, my new one comes out tomorrow, but for some reason it's been uh it's been out this weekend. I guess some stores put it on sale this weekend. But yeah, shook one. Anxiety playing tricks on me will be out tomorrow. Actually, definitely getting that, man. But I'm pissed. First of all, I'm blessed because I'm alive and I'm working, mm-hmm. and I'm pissed because I'm working with this 50 year old man, man, who's been at this company for about 30 years, and he thinks that he could just come in. Work for three hours, and we and him work together. We do this big order, and he just thinks that he can work for three hours and sit down for the rest of the day, and I'm supposed to pick up his slack, and it's just annoying, man. Okay. I don't know what you're He's doing. just giving us his, uh, getting right. off his chest. We get I'm it. I'm just tired of it, man. Yeah, like, you're tired of it. You've been working so long, man. I just want to get it off my chest, man. Appreciate for having me here. All right, bro. Thank All right, you my brother. Get it off your chest have a good day. Get it off your chest. 800-585-1051. If you need to vent, you can hit us up at any time. Now, yeah, we got rumors on the way? Well, this was a surprise for a lot of people. Netflix has pulled the plug on a couple of shows. We'll tell you what they are. All right. We'll get into all that when we come back. You better not be Queen of the South. Did they pull it on Queen of the South? Just tune in. Oh, my goodness. Queen of the South comes on USA. Yeah, but Netflix uh, runs it as oh. well. All right. Well, keep it locked. Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Morning, everybody. It's DJ MV Angela Yee, Charlamagne the God. We are the Breakfast Club. Let's get to the rumors. Let's talk Netflix. It's time, time, time. She's spilling the tea. This is the rumor report with Angela Yee on the Breakfast Club. Well, last week, Netflix canceled Iron Fist, and this week they have pulled the plug on Luke Cage. Now, that came as a surprise for a lot of people because it seems like people really enjoyed watching Luke Cage. I thought so. And they had even been working on the scripts and everything for season three, so people thought it was definitely going to happen. But turns out that it's not going to happen. Well, Luke Cage season two uh, was trash. Was you it? Know? Yeah, and I knew from the moment I saw Luke Cage dabbing that it wasn't going to be good. Luke Cage uh, dabbed? Yes, he definitely dabbed. Oh the best goodness. part of Luke Cage's uh, season two was Misty Night. Everything else sucked. Simone Mystic. Yeah, Simone Mystic. But I, I think I think that it'll be back because um, Disney is launching its, launching its own screaming service, so they're probably taking all the Marvel Marvel properties with them over there. Well, the rumors are that the characters will continue on Marvel TV in some capacity, but they don't know how that's going to happen yet. They're saying that it's not because of viewership, though. They feel like it more has to do with creative differences. Ah. 
and also because they could not agree on terms for a third season. So they're saying it wasn't because people weren't watching. And with social media responding, it seems like people were upset about the show not coming back. Yeah, and, you know, Netflix has uh, Netflix has defenders that they can still put Luke Cage on. Jessica Jones, I'm sure he'll make appearances on that. And it's also very expensive, by mm-hmm. the way. All these Marvel shows on Netflix, they're very costly to make. So that's part of the issues. They have to overperform in viewership well, because it, of how expensive it is. Well, when it comes to Luke Cage season two, they definitely didn't spend no money on real Jamaicans for season two. Was okay. that bad? They had all them Jamaicans running around Brooklyn. All right, all of those people with those terrible Jamaican accents. Now, another show that was canceled on Netflix was All About the Washingtons, which was a series that Reverend Run was doing, him and his wife, Justine Simmons. They were in a scripted capacity. And I guess it just the show didn't get good reviews. It was just a one season, and they actually cut that show as well. I never watched it. Does that mean that they take it off the server once they cancel it? I don't know if the old season still show mm. up. The first season still mm. shows up. Is the Get Down still on there? I don't even know. I don't even know. All right. Well, Steph Curry is going to be executive producing a movie. It's a faith-based drama about John Smith, who was a 14-year-old who was declared legally dead after falling through ice, but he ended up surviving. Now, Steph Curry said John's story is nothing short of incredible. It's a story about the power of prayer and perseverance, and one I immediately connected to. After reading the script, I knew I wanted to be a part of bringing it to life on screen. The movie is called Breakthrough. Okay. Curb Your Enthusiasm, in the meantime, has started shooting season 10. Y'all know I love that show. Now, production was supposed to start in the spring, but it was stalled, it was stalled for whatever reason. But Curb Your Enthusiasm has dropped every two years between 2005 and 2011, and they did a whole extended hiatus after season eight, but now it's going to be coming back. So I'm excited that they started filming a new season of Curb Your Enthusiasm. Yeah, didn't they stop shooting that show? Then they brought it back for two more seasons, I guess? Yeah, it was a long hiatus, and then okay. he did uh, bring the show back. Now, something else that was canceled, an Ashanti concert. Now, I don't know if you guys saw this, but what they are saying is the concert was canceled after they sold only 24 tickets. And Lonnie Love was trying to shed some light on what really happened. She said the university is shady for doing this. She came on as a last-minute replacement. They could have just canceled without the excuse. According to other reports, there were all kinds of issues. Originally, Tiana Taylor was booked, but then she pulled out at the last minute. That's when they brought Ashanti on, and she said that uh, they're going to make it happen. But then I guess there were some issues with the school, with the server, and selling the tickets also, so only 24 tickets were sold. Well, how many tickets did the venue hold, first of all? Okay. I'm sure probably 1,000. How many tickets did they expect Ashanti to show? I don't get it. Well, it was in Long Island where she's from. She's from Long Island. And they probably tired of seeing her. No, I'm sure it was a problem with the service. Ashanti's good for twenty more than tw- way more than 24 tickets. Let me stop now, she blocked me on social media again. 50 Cent posted, Ashanti show canceled after only 24 <laughs> tickets. So wait a minute. I thought I told everybody not to F with this fool. I want the names and social security of everybody who bought a ticket now. And uh, yes, 50. Let course. it go, 50. Yeah, he's got it. You know, he's 50 petty. needs therapy. I mean, he listen, I'm a cancer, so I understand Mm-mm. the pettiness. Like, I won't nope. even, if I don't like you, I don't even bless you when you sneeze. But goddamn, 50. Like, nope. Let it go. He never stops. Ashanti, you catching residual bullets from Jaro B from 20 years ago? Yes. My God. Now, the school posted a statement. As an organization, we do our best to host programs for students while providing diversity and inclusion. However, we have struggled to execute certain aspects. With the week before the concert, only 24 tickets are sold to students. So They tried to embarrass Ashanti. That's what that was. Plus, them kids, they don't, don't appreciate Ashanti. You know what I'm saying? Ashanti is our era. Them kids in college now don't want to see no damn Ashanti. Okay, we want to go out there and see. Nah, they go on tour. Foolish. Ashanti and Jaru go on college tour. What is the age demo? 
College. Ain't no college tour. Yes, they didn't go on college tours. Yes, what do. college booked Ja Rule and Ashanti? For homecomings, maybe. Yes, for, well, yes. Yeah, exactly. Homecomings, for yeah. homecomings yeah, when us right. old people be at them schools <laughs> on the weekend. Ain't no regular college booking no Ja Rule and Ashanti just for a regular Wednesday. Yeah, you're right. Knock it off. All right. Well, Damn. I'm Angela Yee, and that is your rumor report. All right. All right. Thank you, Missy. We got front page news when we come back. Yes, we are going to talk about imagine you're on a flight and somebody is racist and demands that they don't want to sit next to you because you are black and says all kinds of nasty things. And then what happens? You actually have to move your seat. They didn't throw him off the plane. I, we'll I talk about I it. I didn't see that whole story. They should have threw his ass off the plane. We'll talk about it when we come back. And also, Will Packer and nephew Tommy will be joining us next hour. They have a new show on the own network called Ready to Love. We'll kick it with them. So don't move. It's the Breakfast Club. Good morning. Stop. Drop on the clues bombs for Pittsburgh, damn it. Okay. All right, there we go. Pittsburgh. Whammo. There we go. We got a new station. Mm-hmm. That joined the club. We got That's a new right. clock. That's right. Did anybody tell Revolt? Revolt has no, no clue. They didn't know. Hey, I, I Breakfast Revolt. Club producers, get on your jobs. Good morning, Revolt. Yes, good morning, Revolt. All right, well, let's get in some front page news. Now, uh, let's start with sports. Football. All right. Chargers beat the Titans 2019. The Patriots beat the Bears 38-31. Colts beat the Bills 37-5. Texans beat the Jaguars 20-7. Lions beat the Dolphins 32-21. The Vikings beat the Jets 37-17. The Panthers, they beat the Eagles 21-17. Buccaneers beat the Browns in overtime 26-23. The Saints beat the Ravens 24-23. The Rams beat the 49ers 39-10. And the Redskins beat the Cowboys 2017. Uh, who cares? Who's watching football anyway? I'm with Cap. That team sucks. All right. Mine oh, does oh, too. Oh, but. I'm about to say, how dare you? <laughs> First of all, we play tonight, though. We you wouldn't know because you don't watch. I wouldn't know if my team sucks. I wouldn't know if my team's 3 and 3. I ain't been watching no football. Mm. All right, now. Wait, hold on. And the World Series is Tuesday at 8 10. The Dodgers take on the uh, Boston Red Sox. Now, imagine you're on a flight and a man says to you, uh, You are an ugly black bastard and doesn't want to sit next to you. Mm. What do you think should happen? Well, this is what happens. You get punched in his white face on a Ryanair plane. All right, we'll carry on. I'm not going to have time with this. I'm going to Hey, you're going to go right, go right to the Subaru, okay? Hey, you have to come down. Okay. Let's throw him off the flight. That Michelle Obama quote got some of y'all thinking life is sweet. What was the elderly black woman that he was saying this to? Oh, see? Where, where was her grandson? And that flight was going from Barcelona, Spain to London. Now... They should have thrown him off the flight. That's what I would have thought would have happened. But instead, they actually moved the woman from her seat. The passenger threatened to push the woman to another seat if she didn't move. And it was absolutely disgusting and despicable. They did call the flight attendant. They should have called the captain. They should have escorted the man off the plane, but they didn't. Now, Ryanair did release a statement. They said, we are aware of the video and have reported this matter to Essex Police. They did not comment further, but they did move the woman, and he did manage to still stay on the flight. Michelle Obama said, when they go low, we go high. Uncle Charlotte says, when they go low... Sometimes you got to take it to the floor with them. He, he should have got his ass whooped. If you see an older black woman on a flight like that and you protect see somebody them. disrespecting them like that in any way, shape, or form, you got to punch that person in the face. got to protect them. Whether that person is related to you or not. I don't know about punching in the face, but you definitely got to protect it. He should have been thrown off that okay, flight. Okay, well, even if you don't punch him in the face, you got to put this fear of black God there you go. into that white devil. There you go. Okay. <sighs> this is crazy. And it was hard for the woman to move because she's elderly. She has a, she has arthritis. So it was even more difficult for her. The to, people, the to people get out on the, the plane seat. are supposed to, you know, uh, look out for that older woman before they Absolutely. look out for, for that racist bigot sitting next to her. 
disgusting. I would have sat right next to him, too. The whole flight. Right next to him. Made him so uncomfortable. They should have kicked him off the plane. He shouldn't have been on the plane at all, period. All right, now imagine this. This happened in Houston, Texas. Uh, eight-year-old, your son is being bullied, right? Mm-hmm. So you want to go and confront the bully and, and deal with the bully because the school's not doing anything. We've been talking about bullying a lot up here on The Breakfast Club. Well, a local father in Houston, Aubrey, actually sat down and had a heart-to-heart conversation with the accused bully, and he did take the bully out. And he did that with permission from the parents, by the way. Now, here's what happened. What I told y'all about Jordan's bully, you know what I'm saying, how he needed some help. Put your shoulders back. Stick your chest up. Stick it! I'm so low! Let me see what you're looking like. Ooh! Let me see your fresh, your fresh right there. Let me see your feet. Hey, hey. So he actually took him shopping because it turns out the young man was homeless and didn't really have any clothes, was having a difficult time at home. And so he said, I came with the energy that he was ready to receive because a lot of times just because you want to talk to me doesn't mean I want to talk to you, but I think he just wanted, he was ready to talk. He knew that I cared. He saw it in my eyes. So he actually took him on a shopping trip. And now the two sons are friends with each other. So now he gets bullied the next day with, with some fresh clothes on? Well, now the now two kids are friends. You can't bully my kid in the clothes I bought you. Nah, the clothes I bought. Now you can bully my kid with the clothes just, I bought you. just going to bully my kid in the clothes I bought you? That's just disrespectful. It's almost like he asked himself, what would Kanye West do? So he decided mm-hmm. to show his bully love. He decided to hug his bully and, and, and show him love. Well, a lot of times you don't know what's going on with these kids at home, and kids act a certain way because of certain issues that they're going through. So he managed to talk to this young man, find out what was going on with him at home. Turns out he was homeless, and that was part of the reason why he was reacting the way that he did. He's only eight years old. I mean, I get it. I'm a little conflicted, though. I'm a little conflicted, too. it feels too. like you're rewarding the bad behavior. But exactly. I, I get the fact of, you know what, not really knowing where this dude may be coming from, so you show him some love because you understand the situation. Eight. Yeah, when you, I, I get it. I can see it. The next ways. week where he don't have a haircut and he's mad again, I, I, I just don't know. I'm kind of conflicted because it's, you know, for my son, I, my son might feel a way like, damn, this kid's bullying me and you go take him shopping. That is true, too, though. What happens when, you know, them clothes is old now? And them shoes he go back to bullying, right? Exactly. Listen, you know I mean? he showed this young man some love. The uh, kid was actually said he was getting bullied because he didn't have any clothes and because he was homeless. So now somebody came and told you, you know, stick your chest out, be proud, be confident, and he helped him out. So and I think he that's needs a beautiful new clothes, thing. Is he gonna bully people? Well, I don't know what's going to happen, but maybe this is life-changing for him. Oh, listen, I can this see it both ways. This could potentially change his life. Yeah, I can see I'm it both not, ways. But too. it's worth it's worth the effort. It's definitely worth the effort. The kid is eight. You know what I'm saying? You can always repair an eight-year-old. He's only eight years old. Like, like you can teach an eight-year-old the proper way to do things. It you could can teach go an that eight-year-old way. that bullying is not correct. It could go that way, or it could go, like you said, I need more clothes. All right, I'm going to bully this kid again and, and see if I get more clothes again. You don't know. Like you oh, said, maybe he eight. just needs a father figure. That's the other thing. We don't maybe. know if this, this little eight-year-old kid got a father mm-hmm. in the house. Maybe he just needs a father figure. So maybe you know how difficult it probably figure. is to be eight, living in a homeless shelter, having to go to school, and kids are making fun of you? Yeah, listen, you might change that boy's life. It, I hope he does. You know? Ten years from now, he might remember this moment and be like, I remember the moment when you came into my life, became a father figure. I thought it was Me very and your son sweet. became best friends. You know what I mean? All right. Well, I'm not mad at it. And that might be a, a lesson learned for everybody in the class. 
Plus, he had a little Duval playing. You know what I'm saying? That's all you do. That's, that's all you heard. That's all you heard. Drop on the cruise bomb for, you know, for right. that man. Well, that's front page news. Now, when we come back, we have Will Packett in the building now. The, yes. The ho- black Hollywood gatekeeper. Producer of Girls <laughs> Trip, Think Like a Man, and so many different movies. And also, Nephew Tommy. They got a new show on the OWN Network called Ready to Love. So we're going to kick it with them when we come back. So don't move. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. Morning, everybody. It's DJ MV Angela Yee, Charlamagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. We got a special guest in the building. Two special guests, Two MV. special guests. Will mm-hmm. Packer. Yo. And Nephew Tommy. Yeah, yeah. Hey. Well, family. What's up? What's up, What's up family, y'all? <laughs> now, y'all are here. Uh, you have a dating show. Reality well, dating first show? first of all, don't do that. Don't say, <laughs> well, we're not dating. <laughs> Will and Tommy, so y'all got <laughs> For the love of Will and Tommy. It did right come now. out right. It did not come Wait out right. Wait a minute. Wait a minute, man. Let's start that off. <laughs> so you two guys have got no, no, a dating no, no. show. I'm producing. There's, two guys. there's nothing wrong with that. It's, it's, it's in Atlanta. Of course there's nothing wrong with it. And it's in Atlanta. It just got worse. <laughs> got to have a reality dating show setting in Atlanta. Set in Atlanta. <laughs> I'm producing it. It's called Ready to Love. Yeah. Let's talk about this show. It's called Ready to Love. Yeah. Let's explain the show a little bit. Yo, all right. So basically, this is a little bit different than every other dating show you see. All mm-hmm. right. So this one is Through the Minds of Men. So y'all remember I did Thing Like a Man, right? Yes. Mm-hmm. Which, which, uh, based on Steve Harvey's book. And actually, Tommy had a cameo in Thing Like a Man. Yep. And I got a lot of feedback that ladies like the fact that, you know, they got to think hear what men were thinking. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I actually have a new movie coming out called What Men Want, what where men Taraji, Taraji yes. can hear the thoughts of men. So right. I'm in that zone right now. That's gotcha. where I'm at, right? So, like, you know, I'm telling all the secrets. I the ladies know what guys are thinking. So Tommy's hosting this show where we take 20 singles in Atlanta, and we eliminate them. The women get a chance to eliminate the men that they don't like. The men get a chance to eliminate the women they don't like until we boil down to just three couples left. Six mm-hmm. left. Six but people left. every yep. show, Tommy takes the men away from the women, and they just let it rip. No holes barred. They say what they really think about these women when the women aren't around. Mm-hmm. So it's the type of show that you watch if you want to know. Like, you're a lady that's dating out there in the world, and you're like, yo, I don't know. What's, what am I doing wrong? Why did they not call me back? What's happening? What's the situation? Like, the men are keeping it real. Real, gotcha. like super, super, not politically correct, being real honest about what it is that they feel about the women in dating situations. Yep. Now, how did you find these people to, to appear on the show? Oh, with, stuff. With? Uh, well, first, uh, let me There was clarify. a background check. Let's background get that check? straight. Right. There was background <laughs> checks. So no murderers, no, no. crazy That's people. When you say, you know, <laughs> Oprah Winfrey Network and, and Will Packers casting in Atlanta, we got a lot of people that came. Right. Right. Yeah, and also, it's Atlanta. Women in Atlanta need help finding a man because a lot of men in Atlanta are, you know. Are what? Not looking yay. for women. Yes, exactly. <laughs> uh, it was. It, it was, was twenty to one. Twenty to one. Twenty to one. But so, is it okay if a man used to be gay, but now he's decided? What does that mean? <laughs> that means that there's gay, and then there's. And then Atlanta, Atlanta like straight. Like they dated. <laughs> <laughs> they dated men in the past. What is Atlanta straight? Well, Atlanta well, straight means it could be a flight to you to see your boyfriend on, on Tuesday. Does that mean you went across the street and came back? There you go. There you go. That's all. Because you know this whole gender fluidity thing is what's sure. happening now with the kids. So. Sure. Absolutely. This, I, I should probably clarify this show is uh, these people are in their 30s. Like they okay. know what they want. Right. So it's a little bit different than like people in their 20s. Like I don't know what that is when you're dating in your 20s. You're just trying out stuff. Stuff, you know what I'm saying? You're having fun. Yeah. Mm-hmm. These, these people, they kind of know what they want. Yeah, they, okay. It's grown folks. They're ready to settle down. 30s, that's some 40s. Yeah. Oh, that's yeah. Some, 40s. some people that's got kids, that's been married. Like, these are real people 
You know what I'm saying? Trying to figure it out, but they know what they want. So no fighting on the show, none of that stuff. There's a little bit of drama now. Oh, I mean, some tension. It's, there's some tension. Some tension. Yeah, because you're keeping it real. And by the way, because the women get to decide which of the men get to stay on the show. Mm -hmm. So yep. with you guys, you got the politics in the background where you might have one of the ladies that's feeling you, and the other ladies is like, well, he ain't giving me no love. So that's your man, but not mine. I'm going to vote him off the show. Got you. So you have those kind of behind-the-scenes, you know, machinations that happen with people trying to figure out how to, you know, make it to the end in order to find their true soulmate. Ladies get to actually see mm -hmm. who they are. You start mm -hmm. out with 12 ladies. Mm -hmm. So actually, you know, just like in Girls Trip, ladies were able to sit back and say, oh, my God, that's my girl right there. Oh, mm -hmm. my God, that's me. Mm -hmm. In this 12, you actually get to say, you know what, that's me, and I've been doing the same thing, or even the things that they've been doing in relationships that haven't been working out. Mm. That's really, that's why they're on the show, because it hasn't been working out, and you come here to find love. Gotcha. Now let me ask the guys in the room, what are some reasons that you wouldn't want to date a woman? Just some generic reasons of things that have happened. I'm married. Like well, good answer, brother. Not. That's fine. Yeah. Good answer. Number one answer. But besides that, I'm married. And, and by the way, for a lot of men, that doesn't stop them. But besides that, what are some reasons that you would say a woman is just not it for you? Yeah. Tommy. Controlling, demanding, crazy, crazy always is always a, 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 a no. What's crazy? Because guys use that word a lot. It's usually a crazy woman that asks that question. Because <laughs> <laughs> I just want to say, y'all like crazy, y'all like crazy all your tires flat, your windows we, busted out your car, yeah. what is crazy? We and guess like what, crazy. and y'all still stay with us. You know, we like women that are, um, I think, spontaneous and fun, mm -hmm. but there's always a flip side to that. You all know right, what I'm so saying? flat tires are good. No, it's not good. <laughs> I mean, you know what I'm saying? Like, that's the thing with... with you know, I will also say superficial, mm -hmm. right? Because we live in an environment now where it's all about what you can show. Yeah. And Atlanta's one of those markets. You know, a lot of markets like that, but Atlanta's definitely about what you got. What do you have and what you can show? That's one of the things we get into on the show because right. everybody's fronting. But there's a lot of crazy ones out there. If I take the trash out and you in the trash, that's you, pretty much. <laughs> I don't mind. Got a, issue right I don't mind a little crazy though because a little persistent. crazy is what keeps us in check. You know what I'm saying? Like I know my wife is a little crazy. Okay. You know what See, I mean? Guys it's a like crazy, crazy women. Y'all say no, you don't I want to be crazy women. A little crazy. What's a little crazy? Most crazies are the sexiest ones. Though. Right. See, a little crazy enough to cut you. You She know where the gun at. She'll grab it. You know what I'm saying? Check. Guys, I feel like y'all setting a bad example. <laughs> <laughs> I, feel like, I feel like there's a woman home right now <laughs> with a box of Q-tips and a shank waiting for a man to come home like, yep, he gonna love me. <laughs> I encourage women to not uh, act crazy. All right, we got more with film producer Will Packer and nephew Tommy when we come back. So don't move. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. We have film producer Will Packer. He's done Girls Trip, Ride Along, Think Like a Man, and Nephew Tommy in the building. They have a new show on the OWN Network called Ready to Love. Now, on the show, you, you got a, a bunch of characters. You got uh, entrepreneurs. You got a pastor. You got uh, a guy that, that owns his, it says a smile, black men smile. Who is the hardest to work with as far as the men is concerned, and who is the far hardest as far as the women concerned? Oh, my God. There must be a story. I see y'all looking at oh each other. Oh, my God. <laughs> There's a young brother <laughs> named Aaron. Okay. And Aaron is, you know... Aaron Katoro, what's his name is? What's his last name? What's Aaron's last he's name? He's a realtor. That's it. That's what you're talking yeah, about. Real, yeah, him. okay. He's a real yeah. estate entrepreneur. Okay. Yeah. And Aaron is, you know... First I'm, of all, he's a real estate entrepreneur. So, you know, <laughs> he's telling you something about black men in Atlanta. <laughs> <laughs> we will create a title. <laughs> Absolutely. Yes. Anything. Put you entrepreneur behind you. You buy yeah. one house, you're a real estate entrepreneur. No, no, go look at one house. That sounds like Atlanta straight. Real estate entrepreneur. straight. What is that? But he can't seem to make up his mind. You know what I mean? What you mean? If he wants a man or woman? No, 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 no. He can't seem to make up his mind like... He'll, he'll tell eight, nine different ladies on the show 
that you're the one. Mm. And now you got them running away thinking, oh, me and Aaron are connection. So when Aaron gets back to me, I'm like, hey, man, you're running game, brother. Because that's my job is mm-hmm. to crack the whip and keep these guys in shape. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, you're just running game. You can't make up your mind. You can't make a decision. I said, this is about you making a decision. You're in your 30s now. So let's 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 kill what you was doing in the 20s. Mm-hmm. You're in your 30s. Make some decisions. Get your mind right. And every time Aaron go out and come back to me, oh, my God, it's a whole different story. Or it's a different lady because mm. he keeps switching. Well, so okay, he, he also unlo- didn't want to. He didn't. He didn't want to let him down. He's that mm-hmm. guy, exactly. like a lot of guys, mm-hmm. that especially when you have like a lot of women to choose from, you don't want to really make the choice, and you also don't want to hurt feelings, and you don't want to be real with him and say, "Listen, I like you a lot." We have a great sexual relationship. We got good chemistry, but you're not the one for me. So they were having sex on the that. show. Listen, you got to watch the show. You got to watch the show. That's a yes. You got to watch the show. Now, what about on the lady side? Who was hard to, who's hard to work with on the lady side or difficult? None say. of them, because women aren't difficult. Oh, come on, ye. Come on. What? And black the, men don't cheat. Same one that asked. We're crazy, men. <laughs> we got some that are a little bit difficult, create a little bit of tension, but that's, you like know, who? Like that's who? expected. Like who? You're looking at you. you I'm, looking, I'm, yeah, I'm looking at the, the, the face. Shantae. Shantae Duncan. There you go. All right. She's an actor, an actress. Yeah, you know that's bad right why there. She, why, know, is she, why is she extra? Know, how she got on the show. Why is she difficult? You know what? You know what? She's a little older. She's no nonsense, actually. Okay. So when she feels like this is all a bunch of BS, she just kind of lets you know what up, what's going on. Yeah. Well, that sounds perfect. And, and there's nothing wrong with that. But there's also... I think she felt like none of these guys are coming on to me the way I want them to come on to me. So you feel a little slighted, or or maybe these other ladies. Am I am I am I wrong? No, no, you right? Right or maybe these other ladies are are a little younger, a little bit more shapely, or maybe I don't know. She big man. <laughs> Listen, we have, that's what it sounds like. Yo, Everything you, you, you say, you can only see neck like chin ups. Oh, got you, got we got, you, got all you, got you. shapes and, and sizes and and uh, yeah, skin tones, skin tones you, you, personalities. You know, it's sexy. All of Yeah, it's good looking people, but it's a very competitive. The show does a good job of creating like a microcosm of what it's like in the real world and the way that is so competitive out there. Dating these days is so hard, you mm-hmm. know. Instagram, everybody's put on the front and just, you know, showing the perfect picture, the perfect angle, what have you. Mm-hmm. And so when you break down all those barriers and say, listen, let's get real and see if we can make a real connection, and other people try to do the same, it creates a competition. It was a competition. Mm-hmm. You had some people on the show that stood out, that, like, the guys wanted, you know, or the ladies wanted, and so yeah, it was. But, they were competing. But it started out, the ladies started out, Oh, I love all these ladies. We are great. We are friends. We're all you know, friends. We all ride together. We all ride together. And boy, you get around week four or five, <laughs> it's like, everybody for yourself. How was the brotherhood? Did the men do that? or was They that... bonded pretty well. Yeah. So they weren't... They, they bonded pretty well. But there was still tension because, you know, if this one guy likes this particular lady and, and you know it, but your boy is now going out with her on a date, you feel a little slighted over mm-hmm. here. Are, are you... all the men from Atlanta? Yeah, the whole, all the singles. So, did you have to break up any Atlanta straight action going on, maybe <laughs> between the guys? Yeah, between the guys. <laughs> Why do you keep making this <laughs> a show, man? Because he's trying to decide if he wants to watch. That's what it's dependent on. Everybody's straight, dog. Network. We embrace everybody. This isn't that particular show. Yeah. Okay. 
I see you got doctors on the show. You have a doctor on the show? Yeah. Now, now, how is she on the show? And I see you got a DJ on the show as well. Yeah, see that? I'm going to let you talk about Dr. Lexi. I'm not sure what kind of doctor she oh, was. Boy. Like a Dr. Dre. We, we, uh, like, we're both still wondering what kind of doctor. Cause I so never you didn't check knew. the credentials? I didn't. Mm. All I saw was doctor. And I didn't know what you doctored in. It's definitely not uh, a medical doctor. Everybody had to go through a very extensive background <laughs> check. Um, we tried to weed out the crazy as much as possible. Oh, my we had a dude that showed up uh, for the audition who we found out was married. Yeah. So he wow. was trying to get on the single people dating show. You can't make this up. He, he told his wife that he was going to the store. Lord have mercy. And slid up in the audition. And we were trying to explain, brother, this is not, this is for singles. And he was like, nah, she cool. Like, she, she, like you know, I don't know. I, I like her. I don't know if I love her. Let me just, I'm looking for love too. We was like, okay. This but we ain't. see some of the audition process because I'm sure that's hilarious. Yeah. Like the American yeah. Idol contestants. Yes, absolutely. You see that in the background. If you go on, look on OWN, there's an all-access special where you see kind of how we found these people and weeded them out. You know what I was surprised at, though, Yee? There actually are a lot of single men in Atlanta who actually are looking for women. Like, I will say that. Like, I was... Do they come outside? It was it was a quality group that we put... And women say that all the time to me. Uh-huh. Like, where they at? You know what? We actually found a quality group of men who are single, who are a variety of backgrounds. Like, everybody doesn't drive a Porsche. You know what I mean? We got a guy that drives a, a, has a trucking business, and he, like, you know blue-collar guy, grimy, greasy all the time. Mm-hmm. Then we had some guys that were like, you know, executives. And the we aspiring had a pastor. Rappers. The pastor no rappers. drives a Porsche. The pastor, <laughs> the pastor, y'all got a pastor on the show? Yeah, yeah. yeah. The pastor was telling the women that he wanted to wait to have sex, and everybody wasn't with that. Why the pastor got to look for love? He got a church. What, what does you that You think mean? he going to look for love at the church? Yes. No. no. He, he needed <laughs> he, he need this show more than anybody. You Can you imagine being a pastor and you trying to, like, date? Like, wh- who? The congregation? Yes. The first? No, you can't do the that. The women that's bringing you over for Sunday Stop dinner, playing. cooking that, for that's you, the bringing worst. you food. That's the worst. You can't do that. Damn. I, I can only imagine being a pastor trying to, like, find that first lady. That yeah, you level got, of You got to step away from the church to go find You don't want that first lady. I wonder, I wonder how his flock will take him now that he's on reality TV, though. I don't know. I don't he know. got a real church, too. He we got about, a nice situation. Yeah, we about to see. Yeah, we're going to see. See, that's crazy because you, you don't want to really vote the pastor off, but... You know, yeah. Why? Did you go to heaven for voting yeah. pastor off? No, you can't. But then no, you just vote him off. You told him God told you to do it. No, <laughs> God told me to vote yeah. you off. God's will. These Return women were These women did not. They was honest. <laughs> vote him off immediately. Listen. Damn it, man. Listen. Now, all right, we got more with Will Packer and Nephew Tommy. When we come back, don't move. It's the Breakfast Club. Good morning. Morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlamagne the Guy. We are the Breakfast Club. We have film producer Will Packer and radio host Nephew Tommy in the building. Charlamagne? Will, why yeah, reality man. TV at this point? You a big film director, yeah. number one. I mean, number ones you got now, ten? Ten. I mean, who counts such things? <laughs> I don't know if anybody <laughs> keeps track, but they're ten, Yee. Yes. Just so you know. Congratulations. Thank you. I appreciate that. Yes. Um, <laughs> you know, we, we're across the board, man. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I think that right now, if you're creating content, you need to be able to do it in all mediums. Or I'm not just the guy that just does like you know number one uh, movies well you huge know, I movies do, <laughs> do those but, you know, <laughs> right but not not just you know, you know theatricals I, I'm also doing some scripted television I'm doing digital like I got a streaming show yeah, that's that gonna much come time on. it feels like you have no time it's a working, great staff brother. hey Shayla my staff is amazing <laughs> that's right Shayla Cowan in the building yeah, you only strong as a team around you <laughs> right. you know but uh, but we go hard my and key's still working in Hollywood I got to keep going in that door long as my key works one yeah, day my key might not work so I've got to get it while I can. Now, Will, you spoke on having a key. You are a gatekeeper. Oh, boy. Uh, right? Here it comes. <laughs> here it comes. <laughs> yeah. Here it comes. Oh, boy. Who, I want to know who was your gatekeeper. Who let you in? 
yeah, my first internship coming straight out of out of college, out of FAMU, was uh, with the Hudlin Brothers, Warrington Reginald Hudlin. Um, and they were shooting a movie for Miramax. They let me get on the set. I had actually already done like a little independent movie called Chocolate City on my own at that point. But they let me go on. And I, I was the guy that like at FAMU, I was the guy. I was an alpha and I was like the, the big SGA guy. And I had shot a movie. And I went to this movie set and I had to be like the lowest of the low. I was the guy that was like wrangling the cables, grabbing coffee, you, you know, for the all. DP. Listen. And I'll tell you, and then people listening right now that are at a certain level and trying to figure out how to get to the next level, sometimes you got to go down to come up. Right. Mm. So I thought I was the guy coming out of college, and, and in some respects I was. But in this industry, I didn't have that, that pedigree. Mm-hmm. So I had to go in and grind and do everything I had to do and go get that coffee and wrangle those cables and do all of that. With people that I felt like, you know what, I why am I working for them? Look, I got an engineering degree. I've done this. I've done mm-hmm. that. But no, it didn't matter. In that industry, I need to prove myself. Mm-hmm. And some people aren't willing to do that. But that right. worked out for me. And some people on that set treated me like I was the lowest person on the set. And other people treated me with respect, like I was a young brother trying to get in the game. Right. And I never forgot. And to... To this day, to a man, everybody on that movie has asked me for a job one way or another. Wow. And I remember those that and, treated and me that like didn't. I was wow. just this guy who wasn't going to be nothing. I remember those who treated me with respect. So you don't lock them out of the gate, basically. I you don't try to lock anybody <laughs> out. You know, I try to make sure that I'm working with the best people possible who are willing to work and earn it. Because I'm only as strong as the people that I put on. This is my gatekeeper. <laughs> I thought Steve Harvey was your gatekeeper. Yeah, that was a, that's, that's a, that's a different gate. Another gate. That's okay, a, yeah, it's another a lot of gates. It is a lot of gates. So y'all believe in the concept of gatekeepers? I don't know where you're going with this. I'm just asking, what do you think of the concept Everybody of Everybody enters somehow. Well, I, I believe in the concept of <laughs> opportunities in a very competitive business and that none of us do it by ourselves, for mm-hmm. sure. I believe Indeed. that. And I believe that those of us that uh, have had some success do have a responsibility to pay that back as opportunities have been granted to us. Well, Mike Evans basically said that some people, like he said, you know, guys like Kevin Hart are letting who they want in and keeping certain people out. But how can you keep anyone out? At the end of the day, you define your own success. Mm -hmm. I'm not responsible for your success or your success or Tommy's success. Mm -hmm. Now, I can certainly say, yo, I'm looking for a host for this show. Tommy, I think you'd be great. And that's an opportunity for him. But even if I say, Tommy, I would never hire you as a host. I have not determined his success. I have not determined his value. Mm-hmm. I have not stopped him. I have not said your career is over. It don't matter who I am or how powerful I think I am or how powerful other people think I am. Mm-hmm. It's up to you to define success for yourself and for you to say I'm worth it. Mm-hmm. I love Epps. Whoever deserves Epps is it my guy. Feel, yeah. Nobody's stopping Epps. Epps can go out and get it however he wants, and right. he does. But I think your talent speaks for itself. Mm-hmm. If you got it, you're going to rise. It's going gonna, it's gonna to come to you. It might not come when you want it, but it's going to come, you know? And I'm grateful for you hosting. Let me be the host. Well, this also a lot of relationship driven business. Exactly. You and I have an amazing relationship. Exactly. That's the other exactly. thing. You got a lot of people that's out here and they do not value relationships in yeah. a business where you need to have relationships, period. Did you get a uh, backlash as well when Uncle Steve visited Donald Trump? I did. I got a lot of it. Really? I got a lot of it. And, and it, it all trickles down. You know, he, he did something that um, he thought was good at that time and uh, he regrets it now. You know what I'm saying? But, I mean, he made a he made a decision at that time that this is what I think we should do. And he wanted to go up and talk about about uh, housing. And, mm-hmm. you know, it backlashed on him. So, And now when he looks back and sees the, the whole activity and the things that Trump are doing, Trump is doing now, 
He's like, I should have never tried to go talk to this cat. Yeah, yeah, you yeah. know, but but as being under him, you know, you you get the backlash. You know, what the hell your uncle doing? What you? Why, won't you say something? Hey, hey come but on. Do you come. care? Do you care? You like I back, I back my brother regardless. I back I back regardless. I got to. I got to. If I'm a ride or die with you, I'm a ride or die with you. Plus, you know Steve's intentions. Right. Yeah. You know. You yeah, know, yeah, you know yeah. Steve. He got good intentions. But did you think it was a good idea when he went, or were you like? I, I don't thought. Know. I thought. I did thought. Did you try to stop him? Is this I, your I, fault, Tommy? No. No. This is definitely not my fault. You know what? I thought he should have waited until Barack Obama was was completely. I, I mean, we were going through mourning for the fact that he was on his way out of the White House. Mm-hmm. You know, so I think it was a transition period. So I think we could have waited and maybe s- actually sit back and see what Trump is going to do first before we actually uh, decide to holler. Engaged, right? Yeah, you know, I thought so. He was moving off the words of Barack Obama. Though. Barack Obama said you should reach across the aisle to people that you disagree with. That's what Steve said he was moving. Yeah, on. well, you know, let's let's wait before we reach across. <laughs> <Yeah. Let's wait. laughs> now, uh, Will, Hollywood Yo. Reporter's 100 Most Powerful List. Crazy, does man. Does that mean anything to you? Crazy. Yeah, you know, it does. It does. It. Listen, I define my own success for sure, so I don't think I'm any more or less successful or important because I'm on that list, but it's good to get validation within the industry that I work so hard in, mm-hmm. for sure. And Night School, biggest comedy opening of the year, right. number one. Congrats on yes, that. another, appreciate y'all. Appreciate y'all, you know, letting us uh, come up here and let me bring Kev and Tiff, you know. Mm-hmm. Y'all the most fearless uh, morning show out there, no disrespect. Y'all definitely allow uh, folks within and outside of the industry to come up here and express views that your audience would never hear. And I know y'all know that, but I just want to say it. You all's audience, they get so much information that they do not get anywhere else. They don't get it from CNN. They don't get it from Fox. They don't get it from Twitter. They get it from here. And they get to hear people give real insight, whether they agree with it or not, that they do not get anywhere else. So I just appreciate you all for the platform. Mm -hmm. And for somebody like me, that's always um, presenting content to consumers, you give me a platform to allow Kevin Hart, Tiffany Haddish to come up here. You know, in that interview, Kev has some things to get off his chest. Right. Y'all let him do that. And by the way, y'all let him talk about his newest movie. And, and we dropped Night School in a very competitive environment, and we won. Well, we appreciate right. you guys Thank for joining you. us. Promo. And make sure you check out Ready to Love It. We definitely need <laughs> <laughs> you guys to promo. That's a breakfast club promo. Don't step on Will right now. From the beginning, from the beginning. No disrespect. Ready to Love. Make sure you check it out. When can they check it out? Yo, Tuesday. Tuesday, what time? Tuesday, 10 o'clock. 10 o'clock on OWN. Well, his nephew, Tommy, is Will Packer. Yeah, yeah. Thank you for having me. Now, don't move. When we come back, we got rumors on the way. Yee, what we talking about? Yes, we'll be talking about a rapper who said he is now working on an R&B album. Let's see if you're here for it. All right, we'll get into that next. Keep a lock. Rumors on the way. It's the Breakfast Club. Good morning. Listen up. It's just in. All the gossip. Gossip. The rumor report. Gossip. With Angela. Angela Yee. It's the rumor report. The Breakfast Club. Well, Jay Prince sat down with TMZ and he had some words for Pusha T. You see, Drake and Pusha T have reignited things and they're both going back and forth now with stories about what happened, who really gave the information about Drake having a baby. Well, here's what Jay Prince is saying. I don't consider this uh, a beef anymore, you know what I mean? Because, you know, Pusha, he, he's like an ant to us. We could smash him anytime we choose to if that's something we wanted to do. But that's not the case here, you know. Uh, I, I came involved to put this to rest, you know what I mean? And as far as I'm concerned, you know, it's dead. But, as, you know, it's just strictly an act of uh, damage control. But how's it damage control, though? Push it, push it one to beef. Push it one to rap beef. Mm-hmm. That that little 
you know, and if you look at it in a vacuum, rap for rap, Pusha won that beef. So how is the damage control on Pusha's part? It seemed like Drake was doing more damage control on the shop than Pusha did on Joe Budden's podcast. Well, Jay Prince is saying the feud is just over with and he wants it to just go away. So it would have kept going if Drake, because Drake said he had a song ready to go, right. to put that out. So that was his way of trying to say. It would have been over if, if LeBron didn't, if he didn't go on LeBron's show. Simple as that. That, that yeah. was the damage control. It, it would have been over. Drake on the shop was the damage control. Pusha was Brought just replying up. to what Drake was saying on the shop on mm-hmm. Joe Budden's podcast. All right, now, I'm excited to see this movie. This, i got to get to the movies. Halloween. Now, according to Variety, they're saying that that movie could be the October release with the biggest box office receipts of all time. It should. The opening weekend, uh, they said it brought in $77.5 million. And you know what the highest horror movie opening of all time is? What? Mm-mm. It. This is going to be the, uh, Halloween is second, but it was first with 123 million opening weekend. Well, salute to all of y'all that like to see horror I movies. I love horror movies. I hate horror movies. I'll never pay somebody to nah. scare me. Now I go to haunted houses and stuff like that with the kids, but I don't do the movies. I'm not stuff. paying you to scare me. Nah, Listen, I, I love a good horror movie, so nope. I cannot wait to go. This is why it's my favorite time of the year to watch movies because when you watch television now, every movie is like a horror movie. So they're bringing all those on TV right now just to get ready for Halloween. I live in the woods, man. Things start making noises. I start hearing things yeah, in the plus, house. Plus, nope. real life is is way more scarier than anything that they can put in those movies nowadays. Listen, The Conjuring in Part 2, you guys saw that? Nope. All right. Uh, Jay-Z and Beyonce helped raise $6 million for City of Hope. Now, that was uh, all celebrating big John Platt, Jonathan Platt. He's an industry uh, veteran in the world of music publishing. And basically, it is a a not-for-profit clinical center that specializes in cancer research. The City of Hope is working with that uh, cancer research. And so Beyonce actually came and went on Instagram and said, It was my pleasure to honor my friend John Platt for all the good work he does for the City of Hope. City of Hope makes creating medical miracles its priority in the fight against cancer and life-threatening diseases. If you'd like to help, you can contact them at cityofhope.org. They raised $6 million for City of Hope. That's dope. Yeah, so that's really, really dope. So shout out to them for I'm that. dropping the clues bombs for Beyonce, damn it. And for Big John Platt for tying in philanthropy with his celebration mm-hmm. as well and making that call for Beyonce and he's Jay-Z. Got a, he's got a, I never knew who he was, but he's got a great interview on uh, the Rap Radar podcast with mm-hmm. Elliot and B-Dot. That was very informative, very interesting to listen to. Mm-hmm. He is a, a music industry veteran when it comes to the world of publishing. He knows everybody. Never heard of him. on the Rap Radar podcast. All right, now Amy Schumer is showing her support for Colin Kaepernick, and she's saying that she refuses to star in any Super Bowl ads. She said she wants to send a message to the league by interfering with their ad revenue, and she wants others to follow and join in her boycott as well. So she said, anyone who says it's disrespectful to our military, please read up on the fact that a lot of veterans are proud of what Colin Kaepernick is doing and fully support him. What are your thoughts? Yeah, I mean, she's using her white privilege to combat prejudice. I mean, that's the least you can do. The least you can do is call out the BS when you see it. So I'm I'm not mad at Amy Schumer for that at all. All right, I'm Angela Yee, and that is your Rumor Report. All right, thank you, Miss Yee. Charlemagne. Yes, sir. Who are you giving that donkey to? Listen, man, I, I want y'all to respect y'all grandparents. Okay, and four after the hour, I'm going to give you all a perfect story of what happens when you don't respect your grandparents. All right, we'll get into that next. Keep it locked. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. Donkey of the day does not discriminate. I might not have the song of the day, but I got the donkey of the day. So if you ever feel I need to be a donkey, man, <laughs> hit me with the heat. Yeah, it's a breakfast club, bitches. Who's donkey of the day today? 
Yes, donkey of the day for Monday, October 22nd is a double donkey of the day. Yes, the he and the ha will be shared this morning because this is a teachable moment. It is a lesson to be learned in all of this, okay? Helen Washington is 75 years old. Drop on the clues bonds for Helen Washington, okay? She is a mother and grandmother. Now, I don't know, you know... I don't know how many of y'all still have your grandparents. I don't have any more grandparents. All of mine are gone, but I damn sure do miss my grandma, Rosalie. All right, everyone out there who still has grandparents, cherish them while they are here. Respect Mm -hmm. them. Take care of them. Listen to them. Don't be the reason that their blood pressure is 140 or higher, okay? All right? Uh, Helen's grandson did not get that memo. See, grandma had to get the gat on her grandson. In fact, grandma had to shoot. Her grandson. Now, before y'all say, see, this is why Charlemagne <laughs> is problematic, because he's giving donkey today to a man who got shot. First, it's very important to know he didn't get killed. Okay. All right? Second, you got to hear both sides. Now, when your parents or grandparents tell you to do something, you should what? Do it! That's right. Do it. You must listen, all right? I have a very independent three-year-old at the house who does not listen to anyone. She's not trying to hear nothing I got to say because she knows I can't do anything but raise my voice, and she don't care about none of that noise I be making, but my wife will snatch her up, you know, threaten to pinch her because she has to in order to get her to listen, all right? She's just one of those kids that will try you if you let her. And we all got youngins in our lives that we can relate to on that level. Hell, some Mm -hmm. of those youngins grow up to be adults that don't listen and will try you if you let them. But thanks to Helen Washington, I don't think her grandson will ever have that problem, okay? Uh, See, Helen is now facing charges of second-degree assault with a dangerous weapon, all because her grandson wouldn't listen. Now, they don't release the uh, grandson's name or say how old he is. So I'm assuming that, you know, they were young. But Helen told her grandson over and over again to stop putting his cup of tea on her furniture. Okay, you know grandma don't play about her goddamn furniture. (laughs) You probably grew up in the house where your grandma had plastic over the furniture. That's how much she cared about her damn furniture. All right, Helen was very patient with her grandson. She told him, stop putting your teacup on my furniture. He didn't listen. Mm. So Helen took his cup and dumped the tea out and threw the cup in the sink. I don't know if she really threw the cup in the sink, but in my mind, she took his cup and threw it in the sink. She did dump the tea down the drain, and she probably was mumbling all kind of words I can't repeat on the radio to herself because her punk-ass grandson wouldn't listen. Now, grandmama must know her grandson because after dumping the tea out in true my dear fashion, she left the room to go get her gun. Somebody else, just stay calm, okay? Stay calm. Don't have no nerve in Stay calm. Stay calm, Medea. Just stay calm. I'm calm. You look calm like a quad star. I'm calm. More than a movie. I'm calm. It's more than a movie for some people. For some people, it's more than a movie. All right? Grandma went to get the gat, and she came back in the room. When she came back in the room, her grandson was clearly trying to give her a hypertensive crisis and take her blood pressure higher than 180 because he went and poured himself a new cup of tea and again placed it on the furniture. Oh, my God. So they got to arguing. And I feel grandma's pain. You know why I feel her pain? Because I was the hard-headed kid, okay, who wouldn't listen until something violent happened to him, all right? But wasn't going to be too much trying to my parents, grandparents and aunts and uncles in the slums I'm from, okay? I come from the go-pick-your-switch era, the catch-this-extension-cord-to-your-ass era, and, and, and then, go, then go have to go take a bath era after getting beat with that extension cord, all right? All right? That disrespect is met with disrespect in the form of whatever your mom can get her hands on era. That's the era I come from. So when Helen's grandson kept disrespecting her and telling his grandma why he was going to put his tea on her furniture, after a while, she got tired of all that capping. 
So she pulled out her 38 snub nose and shot her grandson in the leg. All right, give me one single shot real quick. Just one single shot. Give me one single shot to the leg real quick. I'm on now, Drum. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Let's get it. Can't move on until I hit you go. There you go. There you go. There you go. The body didn't have to drop, but, you know. know, Helen was very cool, calm, and calculated. Okay, when officers arrived, they found the 38 with rounds, with with five rounds of ammunition, uh, only one of which had been fired. Okay, so now the reason this is a double donkey is because you know you can't just go around shooting your grandkids, but kids... You also got to respect your grandparents, all right? Helen was arrested at the scene, and she asked the officers, where did she hit her grandson? She just wanted to know where she shot him. Okay, now this week, a judge is ordering Helen to be evaluated to see if she is competent enough to stand trial. The answer for that is no. She's 75 years old. She can't stand up any place for too long, all right? There should be no charges pressed against this grandma. The grandson should have listened. Ain't nothing wrong with grandma. She's just too old for the BS, all right? Respect the old when you are young because you, too, have a birthday. Please give Helen Washington and her punk-ass grandson the biggest hee-haw. Where'd he get hit, though? Low leg shot. Oh. That's all. Little shot in the leg. She knew what she was doing. She had her 38 snub nose, six shots in it. You know what I'm saying? She ain't let it off in a while. Just got to see if it still worked. Bow! That's all. One little shot to the leg. I bet he'll never do that again. Never! And I bet you he'll respect his elders from here on out. Uh-huh. Okay. Uh-huh. Do you think she should go to jail? No. Me neither. That sound like something Jeez. my grandmama would have did. <laughs> Listen, um, definitely my grandma would have did that. My dear, my dear. I, play. My, I was about to say my dear never went to jail. My dear definitely went to jail. Yeah, they did a whole, a whole movie about it. Movie about it. <laughs> that is a fact. Oh. Think, yeah. <laughs> all right. Well, thank you for that donk of the day, sir. Mm-hmm. Now, when we come back, let's open up the phone lines. 800-585-1051. During front page news, we reported a story about uh, a father taking uh, a bully shopping. You got the story, Yes, this happened in Houston. Aubrey actually had a heart-to-heart conversation with his son's bully. His son is eight years old. And he asked the bully, who's picking on you? And he told him, all the other kids, they make fun of me. Turns out he was being bullied at school. And when he talked to uh, the young man's mother, found out that he was actually homeless, didn't have clean clothes, clean shoes, and he was being bullied for that. So he actually ended up uh, bringing the bully shopping and buying him some clothes and helping him get some confidence. All right. Well, let's open up the phone lines. Let's discuss it. 800-585-1051. Uh, this was posted all over social media. People feel, hey, that's a great thing to do. You showed that boy love. And then some other people feel like, wait a minute, you just going to buy the kid clothes that bullied your son? So when he bullies your son, the next day he's going to be wearing the fresh clothes that you just bought him? So let's talk about it. 800-585-1051. How do you feel about it? We'll discuss it when we come back. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Wake the fuck up! Everybody, it's DJ NV Angela Yee, Charlamagne Tha God. We are The Breakfast Club. Now, if you just joined us, we're talking about what happened in Houston over the weekend. You want to explain to the people what happened, Yee? Yes, a father confronted the son's bully. His son is eight years old. And turns out the bully was being bullied himself. He was homeless, didn't have clean clothes, clean shoes. So the father took him shopping. And now the bully and his son are friends. You see, I, mm, I I don't know. I'm kind of split with this because, you know, you're bullying my son and I'm taking you shopping and I'm buying you clothes. And I understand that you have problems and that's why you're bullying my son. But how does that look to my son that that the, the person that's bullying him, I feel like I'm bribing him not to bully my son anymore? You know, that that's what it kind of feels like. And then what happens next week when he needs clothes again? You're going to bully my son again for some more clothes? Or what I happens don't... when you're sad if you don't have a haircut? Then you're going to bully my son again for a haircut? Like... 
I don't know if the whole issue was just him having clothes or if it was more not having confidence and also having a lot of issues at home and knowing that somebody cares about you. A lot of people's Achilles heel is love. The kid is eight years old. He probably don't have no father figure. So I think that the one thing that's going to come with this situation is that this man is not going to serve as a father figure in this little boy's life. So I think even bigger than the clothes, even bigger than the sneakers, even bigger than the haircut, he'll have a father figure to hold him down. That's, and I think, that's, that's I think, if he's there, if he like, stays. We hear all I these stories about kids who end up going to the boxing gym because they're very aggressive and they need some type of help or direction and things to do after school so they can stay out of trouble. Like, people do need, kids do need people to help them sometimes. And you said, and you said the little boy and the, uh, the other little boy are friends yeah, now, friends right? Now. Yeah, so the daddy gonna definitely be around. I think that's what all he needed was a father figure. Well, it just happened over the weekend. How much? How much friends can we be? Of course, I'm your friend when your dad buy me clothes. Like, it was worth the effort though. And the it dad is, said, you know what? I wanted to try something different instead of going the regular route. I just don't want this guy to think that whenever he wanted a new pair of Yeezys, all he, he got to do is beat up my son. Yeah, I need the I new Yeezys. Yeezys. I'm gonna go right. your son and your clothes that you bought. Trav. Yo, Envy, what's good, bro? What's up, Trav? What's going on? Not much, man. I don't know. He he has a good heart for trying that, but I don't want the the bully of my son going on a shopping spree. Next time he's bullying me, he's gonna be in Supreme. I don't think that's a good idea, man. <laughs> Why do y'all think he bought Supreme? Every for time this you young beat man. my son up, I'm gonna buy you a new Supreme T-shirt. Okay, <laughs> that's the least man. I can do. Thank you. Because you know why? That actually is a you good trick. To the next that's level. a good trick because what? you're not gonna beat my son up in nice clothes. If you got on some that's nice clothes, too. you ain't gonna want to mess your nice that's clothes true up. Too. I got on some new J's. I ain't gonna right. mess up my J's. They ain't gonna crease my J's kicking your son. <laughs> Crystal. What do you think? We're talking about the whole the whole bullying incident that happened in Houston. No, I don't think that the father should have, to me, rewarded him for bullying his son. It's not his fault that the parent can't afford certain things and that they're, if they're homeless, it's shelters he can go to. It's like when he gets older, he's going to think it's okay to go steal because I don't have it. You guys are cold. So, it's not a matter poor about little eight-year-old is going through it at home, and he's being bullied also in school, and somebody reaches out. Maybe I got to hear more help. to this story. Maybe Angelie's leaving out a big gap in this story because we're what? just assuming this kid is poor. No, he said he spoke to the mom. He spoke the to the mom. Was homeless and he didn't have clean clothes and clean shoes. Okay, so maybe he was doing that out of the goodness of his heart. Maybe it had nothing to do with the bullying. Maybe it was the fact that he went to go check on the boy to see who this boy's parents are. Yeah, he he found him. out the boy's situation. Yeah. And he just decided to hold the boy down just because he felt bad about the situation, not necessarily because the little boy was bullying his son. He said, I, I spent some time with my son's school bully yesterday just to dig a little deeper on why. Come to find out he was being bullied for not having clean clothes and clean shoes. I asked why just to find out that his family is currently homeless. I had to do something. So the little boy is getting bullied too? Yeah. So the little boy that's bullied his son is getting bullied as well. Also. But he bullied so, my son. So what you gonna do for the other bullies, then? Since you out here just shopping for all the bullies, all the bullies, you're not gonna shop for the bullies that's bullying the homeless but boy But your son is the one that's getting beat up. All I'm saying is don't stop there. Now, all right? Just imagine you go in and your son could, Dad, Dad, what, what did you say to the bully? I, I took him shopping. That's what I'm saying. How's your son going to feel? But it's a cycle of bullying going on. So you're not going to go talk to the original bullies that caused this homeless bully to be the bully to your son? I'm hoping that this will be an example for all of the students when they see what's going on to understand that you got to have some empathy and compassion <laughs> Man, F- for your fellow classmates. They're only, terrible eight years, they're only eight years old. you got to start somewhere. Or there's a kid listening right now and be like, if I bully, I can get some new Supreme? It sounded to me like this daddy need to buy... Why saying Supreme? It sounded like to me like this daddy need to buy about eight Supreme shirts. <laughs> 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 and by the way, what do I get, Daddy? Nothing. Man, you take my bully out. That's, I need some new shoes. That's what I'm saying. Right. That's what I'm saying. What I got about a, me? I got a Supreme sneak in the back of my neck, and, and, and you getting more stuff? Nah. 800-585-1051. What do you think? Call us right now. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. 
Morning, everybody. It's DJ MV Angela Yee, Charlamagne the Guy. We are the Breakfast Club. Now, if you just joined us, we're talking about a bullying incident that went uh, happened over the weekend in Houston. You want to explain a little bit, Yee? Yes, a eight-year-old was being bullied, and the father confronted his son's bully. Come to find out, the bully uh, was having issues at school himself. He didn't have clean clothes, clean shoes, because his family is currently homeless. Now, the dad ended up bringing the two kids together, and now they are friends. Right. I see. I don't know about buying shopping. the bully bullying clothes. I just, I just don't. I, I don't want to reward somebody for that type of behavior. I mean, I think what happened was he took him out just to have a conversation with him, found those things out when he dug a little bit deeper, and then just did something to kind to help him reach out to him and give him some confidence. He might have changed his kid's life. I just want to know who talks to the bullies, though. Because who's going to talk to the bullies that are bullying the homeless boy? Because now this homeless boy going to come to school with nice clothes on and nice shoes. How you get that? Exactly. You don't you think them original kid? bullies ain't going to... No. You think them original bullies ain't going to pick on him now? Oh, you think you all that? Because you're getting new clothes and new sneakers. We heard about your little story on The Breakfast Club. This is a good example <laughs> right. for the school, though, because the main issue is they said they reached out to the school and the school authorities weren't doing anything. So now this is shining a spotlight on that school, and hopefully this is a discussion that within the school and the teachers and everybody in the school they can have. Still got a teacher set to defend himself. Chris, what up, Chris? Yeah, I think um, bullying all the way is straight wrong, period. You feel me? But if somebody could buy something for somebody to stop them from bullying their kids, then, you know... That, that'll be cool. So ain't nobody gonna bully my son, first of all. But <laughs> if you was to help somebody, you know, that's unfortunate and stop them from bullying and show them this is a different side, then I think it's good. I will say, though, bullying has a different context from when we was growing up. What you mean? Because what we used to do growing up, teasing each other, laughing each other, fighting, that's what they call bullying nowadays. Yeah. But, it, but yeah, you're right. Hello, who's this? This is Maserati. What up, Jack? Maserati. Why you named after a car you don't even have? <laughs> hey, shorty, I got two of them. So I'm not your shorty, my G. <laughs> wow. I'm not your shorty. Hey, what up, short? But anyway, I, I'm calling in reference to that, man. I think, dude, he making this song look like a punk instead of letting this song reconcile that situation. Now the kids ain't going to respect this kid. You know, if every every time a new pair of shoes come out, that's giving a bully the right to beat him up. Like, if I beat this dude up, I'm going to get the new pair of mics. You feel <laughs> I don't know that that's what's going to happen, Thank guys. You, bro. <laughs> no, think about that for a minute. If somebody said you like, okay, if, if Charlemagne bullying one of the, the producers up there and the uh, owner come by Charlemagne the Benz, and Solomon see a new G wagon come out. He gonna get on top of dude again and get a new Benz, right? But you know that what is could true. happen no. is this kid could, re- <laughs> this kid could realize that what he was doing was wrong, and now he has somebody reach out to him. He's only eight years old, and now somebody's reached out to him, and maybe that could help change his life. By but, the way, I don't bully anybody. Okay, anymore. I just, not anymore. I just complain about them and get them fired. Now, now, the difference. You stop bullying. Why? What do you mean? When the uh, the the slow kid put you in the um in in, in the dope fiend. Yeah, because this little kid choked me up. Exactly. But I wasn't bullying, though. I was just teasing him. That's bullying. In my he mind, was, I wasn't slow. bullying him. I was we were just mind. teasing him. But you realize he was when he I grew up teasing people my whole life. Middle school, high school. They call that bullying now. In the street, now on the radio. <laughs> they, call, they call that bullying I know. Now. They call it bullying now. You're right. Hello, who's this? Yo, what's good, man? It's AWOL. AWOL. What, what do you think, man? Man, honestly, the dad soft as hell for that, man. Honestly, man, your son already getting his lunch money taken. What the hell are you going to go buy the bully clothes and all that stuff for, man? He got me bent. I would have went to the dad's house and whooped his ass, honestly. That's there was no dad, sir. 
Uh, he ain't got no dad. Then I would have the boy. And he didn't have a house. He was homeless. Also, by we don't the way. know if he got dad. We don't know if he has a, has a dad in his life because he said he, he he reached out to the parents and, and he, he told the parents to the he's taking him out. He oh. definitely ain't had no dad. Honestly, oh, then you got to take that to the up to the school. Then man, you got me bent though. I ain't. They said they did try to no bully that's messing with my son. They said they did try to talk to the school and the fight too. And the school didn't do anything. But y'all keep talking about this one bully. I think y'all missing the part of the story where they're saying the one bully he bought clothes for was getting bullied himself. So what do you do with the original set of bullies. Why they don't get a shopping spree? Don't stop it. Well, you know what? I commend the dad for, for trying to do something different and trying to really help the situation. I just don't know if I, I, I would have went that route, me personally. I mean, and by the way, all these kids are eight. Too. That's right. That's the other thing to keep in mind. All these kids They're just need so a, young. All these kids just need a stern talking to. You know what I'm saying? And this, hopefully, the school will do something now. There's some action was taken, and there's a light shine on that school. Now it's a bigger problem, and now they need to really take some initiative. Well, I think the original bully's going to really turn up today because they can't believe they got bypassed. <laughs> they got passed over for a shopping spree. We the ones that started all of this. All What's right? the moral of the story? <laughs> okay. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know if there's a moral to this story. Stop bullying. Tell yeah. your kids to stop bullying. Yeah. That's all I can say. Love. Love is the moral of the story. All right. All right. Well, we, we got rumors on the way. Yes, I didn't get a chance to talk about this R&B album that this rapper that y'all all know and love is working on next. All right. We'll get into all that when we come back. Keep it locked. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. This is The Rumor Report with Angela Yee. Rumor has it. Rumor, rumor, rumor. On The Breakfast Club. So listen up. So Wiz Khalifa has announced that he has a new album coming and he already has it pretty much done and he's not going to be rapping. Check it out. My next album is all singing. Like full on like Are you committed to this idea? Are you committed to this idea? I already got like 20 songs done. You, You having vocal coaches though? Yeah. I mean, I could see that. Wiz Khalifa doing an R&B album. I mean, does it matter in 2018? All these rappers sing. Like it doesn't really matter. Yeah, I'm like, looking for it. I listen. It, I like Wiz Khalifa. It's just a melody. You're gonna be high when you listen to it. Listening to it anyway. So Absolutely. It don't He's very sing-songy already. All right. Pete Davidson has been making some jokes about breaking up with Ariana Grande. He was hosting the Judd and Pete for America benefit, and he said, "Well, as you can tell, I didn't want to be here. There's a lot going on." He said, "Does anybody have any open rooms? Looking for a roommate?" He also goes on to say, I've been covering a bunch of tattoos. That's fun. I'm effing zero for two in the tattoo department. I'm afraid to get my mom tattooed on me. That's how bad it is. She might be gone after that. What else is he supposed to do? You got to turn that pain in this laughter. You know what I'm saying? Sometimes you got to laugh to keep from crying. You're a comedian at the end of the day. So your life experiences should be what your material is based on. Did you check up on him? Of course. And he had canceled a recent uh, gig. He also had at Temple University just because it was right after the breakup. Mm -hmm. So he's got to take some time to handle all that. Don't you think for one second Peter's sitting around crying his eyes out. Okay, Peter's out here living his life like it's golden. All right, right, but we also it's okay to be upset when a relationship doesn't work out. It's okay to cry. There's nothing wrong with that, by the way. It's okay to turn that... uh, that tragedy and the triumph by turning it into good stand-up material. It's okay? some money, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> All right. And she did give back the ring. That was a $100,000 ring, but she did keep her pet pig that it seemed like they had together. All right, For Kim. For now, until you see her picking some bacon out her teeth. And then <laughs> she do that to her pet pig. All right, Kim Kardashian recently did an interview, and she was, uh, it's for Richardson Magazine. It's a cover story. And she talked about just being really shy and insecure. She said that... When? Uh, when was she shy and insecure? Well, she said she can go on set and be fully naked in front of 50 people doing a shoot. But if she's one-on-one, she said she's shy and insecure. She said she has two different personalities. And she also said that when she got pregnant, she gained 60 or 70 pounds and felt so unlike herself, so unsexy. 
But she said afterwards she felt like she had her best body ever. So, you know, just so you know, just because she is confident publicly being sexy, she says she actually is very shy and insecure. And she's more conservative in real life. All right? And Let's, Kim, I'm okay. go ahead, Evie. <laughs> no, because I mean, the, the, you know what, never mind. Ask the question, damn it. Because the tape with Ray J, that was both, that was personal. She wasn't shy there, was she? She was having sex with her boyfriend, though. Right, but she says that's when she shot. They didn't, you know that tape wasn't like professionally shot, right? It looked you know pretty that was, professional. You know it was like a sex tape that they sold. So it was supposed to be between them. Right, but that's yeah, when but she, she says she's this, shy. She says she's shy. She says like she's not shy when she's naked and, in front of 50 people, but she's shy when it's one-on-one. But I'm saying she didn't look, she doesn't yeah, look so shy. Yeah, so what he's saying so, is if it was one-on-one, she so wasn't shy. We're acting like we're acting like that sex tape was good? You don't remember that tape? Yeah, no, but she wasn't shy. That's what I'm saying. She wasn't, she wasn't that good either. It ain't like she was throwing it back. Like, here you go, either. All right. All right, that's your friend's wife. All right, let's stop. Okay. We're talking about the sex tape, though. You brought it up. Well, yeah. she didn't look shy on the tape. No, she, she didn't. didn't. Look, that's she what I'm saying. Crazy. She just that tape was like trash. She, but that doesn't mean she wasn't shy. Yeah, now the tape was trash. Yes. But that's not not because she was shy. You maybe you maybe it wasn't because she was shy, though. She wasn't giving it up to Ray like that. She wasn't, like, going crazy. Like how? Taking a penis, slapping it all over her face. Why? I'm just saying. You can't see it out there, but he's showing it. Slapping the penis on her face. We've seen a freaky sex tape before. Like, you know when somebody's giving it up on tape. She wasn't giving it up. She might not just be freaky like that. Mm. That might just be how she has sex. Maybe. Right. Mm. Shyness. All right, now, Kim Kardashian Mm. also got uh, some flowers, and there was a piano player in her home, and part of that is an early birthday present from Kanye. That was nice. She celebrated her birthday on Sunday, but he also did all this for her a day early at their house. So she put up some videos uh, showing that, and he also posted a clip. Kim Kardashian, you're stunning. I will keep trying to make things that can express how beautiful you are inside and out, and how much I love you and our family. All right, Sway Lee is upset. He was left out of Travis Scott and Drake's sicko mode video. Why would something like that happen? Well, here's what he had to say. I don't know why I'm not in that video, man. You know what I'm saying? They try to count Sway Lee out of a lot of stuff. But guess what? In five years, we're going to see who the biggest artists are. You know what I'm saying? They can leave me out and count me out of everything. The ones that show me love, I'm going to remember that. I'm going to show you love. The ones that count me out, I'm going to keep note of it. And I'm going to keep rocking. At the end of the day, you can only stay in your own lane. However they do me, that's how I'm going to do them. Well, uh, I must be the old guy in the room because I had no idea Sway Lee was even on Sickle Mode. I didn't know either. I've never seen Sway Lee's name featured on that song. Even on the radio, it don't say Travis Scott featuring Sway Lee and Drake. I think it's the part where it goes, Nobody knew Sway Lee was on that song. one line. Y'all never knew that until he said that this weekend. I didn't know that, honestly. (laughs) No, you don't need to frame. Maybe some kids knew that. We definitely, I had never knew Sway Lee was on that song. I didn't know. Someone said, so... That's Sway Lee. So sad. Yeah. I thought Someone that was Travis. Said. It's Sway so Lee. Sad. Uh, uh. Dan, did you know Sway Lee was on that song he originally? No, no, he told me. No, no. Okay. Now we know. Drum, did you know? Yeah. And you definitely you knew won't Sway know Lee was from, on that record? Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. You definitely won't know what from well, watching the video. Congrats to you, young 25 year <laughs> <laughs> All right. <laughs> All right, I'm Angela Yee, and that is your rumor report. All right. Well, speaking of the song, let's get into the mix. Let's start off the mix with that joint right there. Revolt, we'll see you tomorrow. I, and don't forget, Angela Rye will be joining us after the mix, so we're going to kick it with Angela Rye. So don't move. It's the Breakfast Club. Good morning.